Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay, I am really excited to introduce my first guest for season six of the Defiant Business Podcast. Today and all week, I've got Ashley M. Williams with me, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to dive right into all of the things Ashley and her business. So Ashley is the leading millennial and Gen Z content marketing strategist. She's a spokesperson, consultant, and global speaker for brands that want to reach younger generations, helping brands to create the right content, craft the right messages, and produce experiences that bring them, millennials, and Gen Z together. She's excited and determined to use her love of journalism, social media, and live experiences to inform and inspire. Ashley is the founder and CEO of Rizar, a tech-enabled content marketplace. Through Rizar, brands are able to find and work with millennial and Gen Z content creators worldwide, particularly nano-influencers and micro-influencers, and we know that's where the money is. She is also the founder of Millennials Change, an event series created to inspire millennials to make a positive impact on the world. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So I like to start my episodes off real quick with just kind of how we know each other. So I know Ashley because she is also a speaker for the C3EB Summit, which is which was created by AJ, one of my season five guests, Dr. AJ, who talked a lot about diversity, equity, and inclusion and masculine and feminine. Those were all of her episodes there. So it just kind of goes to show you like the power of your network and, and through this type of work, like our networks are always growing and you just never know when you're going to meet someone awesome like I did when I got to meet Ashley. So Ashley, can you tell us the story behind your company's name? I have to imagine getting that URL, that domain name was pretty easy. So with it, you know, how unique it is. So can you tell us a bit more about how you settled on that as the name? Yeah, sure. Actually, so the original spelling was the actual Spanish uh, spelling, and that was actually taken as a domain. So I had to think creatively, like, well, what could I do to, because I still want this name and have the same, you know, effect, whatever. So I just doubled the Z and doubled the R, and that ended up working out. But I was really inspired by water at the time. I still am, but like I would just look at, I remember when I was working, which is probably bad, but at times whenever I had a moment, I would go on to Google images and look at ripples and water. And I was just so fascinated by how like a drop could just expand and create like this beautiful pattern in water. And I thought I would love to create my company with that um, meaning in mind as I started looking at more about the ripple effect or like the butterfly effect and all these things. And I had some horrible names before and some people may still not like Rizar, but I love Rizar. So that's when I decided to name it Rizar. And 
really to focus on the idea of the ripple effect of how one person can share their thoughts to make an impact. Okay, so rezar means ripple in Spanish. Yeah, so there's two versions, actually. It can mean to curl or to ripple. And so I chose the name or the meaning of the ripple. Okay. Well, you know, I think I think that the changed meaning is going to serve you well. Um, I actually had a different idea for my company name, but it was taken. And what made it even more frustrating was that it was just redirecting to something else. And the person was not planning on giving that name up. <laughs> so... But it actually forced me to come up with defy the status quo. I think I was going to do beyond the status quo or something like that. But I ended up, because I had to think harder, I ended up settling on defy, which I ended up liking better because- I do too. It's more powerful. Action-y. Yes, exactly. So I think that the altered uh, spelling for that is going to serve you well. Thank you. Speaking of, thank you. Speaking of, I wanted to ask you- how you got started. It, it, your, your business idea, having this tech-enabled content marketplace that connects millennials and Gen Zs with brands who want to reach those audiences, that's not just something you roll out of bed and, and just you know, bring it to the world, right? So how did, you, how did you get started? How did you determine that was even a need that you could fill? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a journey. We're in our fifth year and thank you. (laughs) It's definitely been a journey. But I I think the thing is when I was kind of in a couple of ways, one is when I was a young girl, my high school had a television station and I was going through a lot of different teen issues like with depression and eating disorders and things like that. And I really wanted to help young people with the same issues or even other teen issues. So I wanted to create a platform for that through the TV show. But then that also led me to want to do more things related to teen issues as an adult in my career. And then eventually I was thinking, well, how could I create like a company that can help young people, not just teens, but young adults with different things that they were going through, like almost in a sense, making them feel not alone with content and making them feel like other people were going through the same thing. So that was the first premise. The second thing was, as I was um, studying with journalism and college and I was able to get opportunities, but many of my peers had a hard time getting opportunities. And then I also um, had a moment where it was hard for me to get my first reporting opportunity. And I kept hearing the thing, you need to have more real world experience. Well, it's like, how am I going to get more real, real world experience if no one's giving me real world experience? I have to create my own real world experience. Me too. Yeah, it, it's insane. So I wanted Rosara to kind of be like a stepping stone in a sense, or like a launching pad for young journalists, young marketers, um, young advertisers to be able to create a portfolio and to be able to work with brands um, to be able to do that. And then I guess the part of the brand aspect was seeing all these brands in the market having such a hard time reaching our generations, like or the younger generations. And it really, to me, is not that mind boggling, but you know, that's coming from a millennial, fellow millennial in, in that sense. So I was like, well, I wonder if you could just have them work together in some ways and the brands need content and they're having a hard time understanding them. So why can't you just put the two together where the content creators are making content for the brands and there's some type of process and then the brands get the content and the content creators get the portfolio and get paid to do what they love doing. So, and that's when I kind of just bridged between the two. That's, that's awesome. It's, it almost, it makes me think of when people talk about how, you know, years and years later, you became an overnight success. Think of that, right? Because I'm thinking like, you know, you had, it, it started, even though when it started for you, when you were a teenager, it wasn't recognizable as Rizar, a tech-enabled content marketplace. It wasn't recognizable as that, but that was that was the seed. And you know, not even you could have predicted that is exactly how it would have turned out. But your 
the inspiration for your work is is really inspiring. I, I like to think that if I could take my brain and go back to being a teenager, I would crush it. But at the same time, I can look back and acknowledge that being a teenager was so hard. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine today, you know, with all the technology and social media and stuff like that. I am so grateful I did not have such a super high-tech cell phone to get myself in trouble with. Like, I know people like, well, in my day, we never sent pictures doing blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're like, you didn't even have anything to send pictures like that on, like. Stop judging like, in the post you know, Everybody makes dumb decisions. <laughs> yeah. Like I could barely play Pac-Man on my cell phone besides <laughs> these grainy pictures that it took, right? So it's just oh it's very God. inspiring. Okay. But how you also focus a lot on your personal brand and personal development, right? So how has that focus on personal development helped push the growth of your company? From, you know, kind of a high level view, it would almost look like, yes, those are both two good things, but pretty unrelated. So how, how do they, how does one relate to the other for you? Yeah, it's funny. So I would say going back to like overnight success, I mean, cause I still think we have a lot to prove and everything. And I felt like we really started seeing traction in the third, in the second year of Rizar. So then three years, it kept the momentum kept going, but there was something that happened in that third year particularly after kind of getting, once we got our first client, I love listening to things in the morning for inspiration and just to get my day going. And I happened to listen to something by Jim Rohn, I think, or read something anyway, where he was talking, his quote was, success is what you attract by the person you become. And he talked about how, like, what are your habits? Like, are you really becoming the person that you aspire to be? Are you waking up early? Are you like, like, what are your habits to getting you to become this person? And in that moment, I realized like, wait a minute, like there is a lot of things that I'm really not doing. Like I say, I want the company to be super successful, but I'm not waking up as early as I could. I'm not like really having like more infrastructure in my schedule. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just wasn't doing the things that I would like I should be doing. So intuitively I kind of sat with myself and was like, okay, what are we going to start doing? And I was like, one is we're going to start waking up even earlier and we're going to start getting the day going even earlier before everybody starts hitting me with emails or anything else. We're going to start getting more coaching. Like I started hearing about business coaching. So I started um, seeking out to get business coaches and like, as I, it's funny because as I intuitively started wanting that intentionally, I started gravitating towards just being led to people. And so now I, I have business coaches that I meet with every month. So I guess the bottom line is, you know, I've noticed as I've worked on myself, it's also attracted more things to me. And I think that intentionality of being more determined to become my best self has also allowed other things to show up in my life that serve in that way. Cause it's almost like, you know, you're, yeah, you're really attracting whatever it is, whatever state of being that you're in. And I mean, I still have so much personal growth to do, but I have to say, I did notice a shift with that. And I also wanted to really work on like um, my personal branding with myself being a leader of the company and hopefully um, helping a lot of other millennials or young people with getting to where they want to go and what things I need to be doing to do that. So kind of to me went hand in hand. Okay. Mm makes me makes me feel like I've got some things to do. <laughs> You're all alone, so it's okay. I'm like I'm always uh, I mean, I've got the get up early thing down pat because of the kids and all of my animals. <laughs> but some of the other things, some of the other things I yeah. You're preaching to the choir. I feel like we all yeah. have things we still can work on, you know. 
I'm, I'm constantly. And I, I think it's like one of those things, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yes. So I think, you know, that personal development journey is just never going to end. No. As it shouldn't, you know, because nobody, like they always, everybody wants to say nobody's perfect, but, but we can always be better is what that means. Nobody will ever be perfect, which means all of us can always be better. Um, And I I feel that way, especially like as being a parent, I already know that like for my younger kids, I'm probably an even better parent than I was. And thankfully they're close together. So it's not like somebody's getting like a serious advantage over the other, but but my eight-year-old and my five-year-old have done a lot of the work in terms of understanding, you know, little kid brains and things like that. So my four-year-old and my two-year-old kind of get the benefit of that, you know, but yeah. anyway, that's a that's completely, so cool. completely different topic. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool though. That's exactly it. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.